Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.TV. And once again, we are really thrilled to have Peter Coakley himself in the cockpit with us, Mr. John Findlater. Hello, everybody. This is this is our our, our greatest week ever. It's uh, it's so exciting having you on the show, uh, and I, I can't. <laughs> this is this is a dream come true, and uh, we we've been talking about this movie for hours and hours and hours so far, and now we're kind of reaching the the pinnacle of it all. Uh, we are in uh, minute one thirty two. The planes landed. Everybody seems to be getting okay, and uh, and actually, uh, John, you have a uh, you have a role in this particular minute. I think you're wheeling a stretcher toward the door, so it's a. Uh, it's it's coming down to the uh, the end of your uh, of of your minutes on the on the show, but I guess well, that was the simplest thing I ever had to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I had that every day. <sighs> Something as simple as that. That was a that was a fantastic set. That whole gate thirty three set. I mean, it, not only did you have the uh, uh, from what we can see on the on the screen, there's the there's the big corridor with all the phone booths, and then um, the 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 run up to the jetway. Where, where you do your little act there. And then uh, from out through the window, there's the uh, uh, what we were talking about yesterday, the, the 707 that's cut in half so that they can move the camera back and forth in. So it, it must have been enormous. Uh, and this was on the Universal lot, right? This was filmed at Universal. It was Universal. And that was that was uh, that final scene when I took her off in the cart. That was that was a soundstage. Wow. It just... I'm probably staring at it right now. Yeah. Uh, Mark is living oh. in the Hollywood Hills over the... Uh, Universal Studios. Right near Coenga. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it was, I believe it was there. Yeah. It. Uh, you, you know, I, 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 we did a lot in Minneapolis, and I forget whether that was there or not. I think it was here. Um, but, you know, come to think of it, it could have been in Minneapolis. I don't know. Ask your I, other experts. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's hard to tell sometimes because, I mean, the, the editing uh, on this movie, yeah. is, it's almost seamless. Uh, and uh, Laszlo, the... Uh, uh, the cinematographer did such just such a great job matching all the colors and the lighting. It's it's hard to tell where the uh, where the locations end and the studio begins, but uh, a, a beautiful set, beautiful set design. Do you have any recollections of Burt Lancaster, who we we also all love, um, who didn't live far from me, by the way? Uh, I have one recollection. Besides him being here, no, I have two recollections, uh, and again. Because of downtime for the camera crew, et cetera, we used to just sit around talking. And it was, it, 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 there, there wasn't much. And, and I was just a kid, so I didn't have much to say. But when I first got on the picture, and you know, I, I came from an area that when I grew up, it was around stars. And I had an aunt in the business, my father in the business. So I really was never really starstruck. But I was ha happy to work with him. So I wasn't nervous about that. People say, well, I had to work with so-and-so. I was nervous. Uh, I'd already seen all these people around town. So uh, I remember Bert and I are sitting around one day, and I'm trying to kiss up a little bit. You know, it's one, one of the first days, and I'm very nervous. And I want him to like me, and he doesn't know me, you know. So I said to him, I said, look, I got I, I, I to gotta tell you that I, I really teared up. I rarely tear up, but I teared up and two movies that you made. And they really struck me, and I was crazy about them. And I said it was uh, Come Back Little Sheba, 
mm-hmm. and the swimmer. Oh, I love oh. that movie. And he said, oh, crap, that swimmer was the worst thing I ever made. I'm sorry I did it. Really? So I didn't really get off to a great start with Bert by naming that picture. Wow, because wow. he was a producer on that. That was his baby. Oh, uh, Lancaster Heck. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I love the movie. I watch it over and over. I think I own it. I, I, I found it very good. And I thought he was great. And, you know, it's a predicament somehow I think all of us get in. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm always getting myself into trouble with women and that sort of thing and <laughs> people. I, you know, I'm, I'm like Larry David. You know, I yeah. just I start out with best intentions, but <laughs> I'm, somebody's ma- ma- bound to think that uh, I'm trouble. So I really identified with that film. And so I, so unfortunately, I told him it was one of my favorites. And I, I probably said something like, boy, that was a great movie. And then, you know, it's almost like it brought up bad memories for him. His oh, face man. contorted. He, he, did have to, he did have to do a huge reshoot. He, he uh, recast one of the actresses in it because he didn't like her performance and had to like reshoot a big chunk of it out of his own pocket. So I don't know if that was, and that was just the year before that you had been doing this because that was in 68, I think. Is you, 68. Uh, actually, no, they they filmed it in 66, but it didn't get released till 68. With the reshoot, oh. I think they did a reshoot in 68. They actually, he actually yeah. like went back and had to, had to redo all these things. Um, wow. But, but I uh, mean, uh. And we, we had heard that he had said that Airport was, was the worst movie he'd ever been in. That's what he, he was quoted in, a, I, I don't remember the name of the magazine, but he didn't like Airport as well. He thought it was, it wasn't really stretching uh, what he could do as an actor. He said it was just kind of like a hack piece. Um, well, you know, you, you know, we we got the, the script well in advance, and what we did was, you know, how you, you know a table read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had this in somebody's office. Uh, Ross Hunter was a big deal at Universal. He did the Doris Day things and all that, or something. You know, he, he was a, he was a big guy. So he had a huge office, and that's where we. That's where we got together to talk about the movie, was, you know, Bert and Dean and all that. And I remember that George Kennedy had his camera and all he did was take pictures of us the whole time. I don't <laughs> think he was paying, wasn't paying any attention to, to what the bosses were telling us to do. And, he and nobody's just, going to tell him to put his camera away. No, and he's hanging over chairs and he's, he's doing all this the whole time. <laughs> and I, I thought he probably wasn't taking a picture of me. But, I mean, we certainly saw the breakdown. You know, before they do a movie, they a, a sketch artist makes the whole movie on uh, on boards, sure. and um, so we certainly saw and read. We certainly read the script. When you get as big as Burt Lancaster or Dean Martin, you can certainly change the script to your liking. So I don't know why he didn't like that. You know, I did another picture with Barbara Hershey, and I saw her quoted as saying it's the worst movie she ever made. So my trek record, my trek track record is fantastic <laughs> wow i've been in everybody's worst movie <laughs> well well uh do did you hear what sean connery said about meteor no he said pieces are flying across the screen oh my god well i'll tell you what he yeah, said to me uh, uh, we had a party afterward and if mm-hmm. you remember it when i was on the screen my part was always on i was up I was in the uh, Europe astronaut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Carl Malden, who was also a neighbor of mine close by, uh, he was my father. Oh, no. Or it was Joseph Campanella, I guess. And so they they saw me on the screen for all their scenes and, and that I was on. 
So now time passes, and Sean Connery, we're at the rap party. And Sean Connery comes up to me, and he says, I'm Sean Connery. You don't know me, but I've been looking at you for two weeks. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. Wow. Wow. And Burt Lan Lancaster came up to me on that scene we talked about earlier yeah. with Helen Hayes. Yep. And, and in the middle of the scene, we're doing it, and they're, the three of them are talking. And Bert pipes up. He says, John, I know you're there. I can hear you breathing. And I thought that was pretty funny because I, I wasn't, I was just in the back. I was in the back of the scene all the time. So he yeah, was a funny yeah. guy and, and he, and he was great to me. And we had, so. I have to ask a question that we've seen this on different, different uh, IMDB sources and things like that, that said that uh, uh, Bert didn't get along with Gene Seberg very well because there was a difference in opinion on how they, how their acting styles were. Is that true? Or how, where did you see of that? I know nothing of that. But I, I, I mean, again, I don't know how much time you have, but oh, uh, Gene no, we're, Seberg. We're fine. We're... Oh, well, you know, Gene Seberg lived. They rented her house in Coldwater Canyon, mm -hmm. and because it was on my way home, I became her date. Essentially, I picked her up to go to the rap party, or after work, I'd take her, I'd drop her off at home, and then during the rap party, uh, Maureen. Oh, Maureen uh, Sullivan, was that her name? Maureen? Stapleton. Stapleton. Stapleton lived, uh, they got a place, a suite for her at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So on my way to the rap party, I picked her up first, and then I picked up Gene Seberg, and we, we went to the rap party. And Gene Seberg, I don't know about her acting ability. I didn't think she was very good, but she kept getting up and up and up and paint my wagon and all that. And she'd had a very interesting life, as you know, yeah. uh, being in France and the different lovers and the different people. And she was always tormented. And I found her, and she eventually committed suicide, but I found her mm -hmm. to be a, a waif of a girl. At that point, she was a big star, but she really was like me going out with a high school date. She really was like a little waif. And she just seemed lost and she was awfully sweet and she was just fun to be with. And, and I put dates in quotes, but our dates were great fun because suddenly she was a, a high school girl of mine or, yeah. or whatever yeah. you would be, a college mate that we would have together. So uh, I, I enjoyed her very much. I don't know about acting style, but I enjoyed her. Yeah. And Stapleton was hysterical. I have some stories about her I can't tell. It's not fair to her family that I was in on. But, you know, picking her up at the hotel was hilarious i mean we're supposed to be at this party this rap party on the universal lot and i was going to pick her up and you know by the way russ hunter just liked the fact that they were with me instead of a car with a team yeah. or, or, mm -hmm. or george or one of them they, they, you know i mean you know russ liked me and george liked me so whatever it was it says oh finlay you'll be good with them it'll be fun you guys can have fun together so i uh, but i'm still this novice and i don't know what's going on so i I get to pick her up and I, I go into her room and she just seemed to care less about time. She was going on and on and she went to the bathroom and she had a drink and she was talking about stories about her life. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at my watch and what am I going to say? Gene, wrap it up, honey. We got to get out of here. That wasn't going to happen. So I just sort of watched her and, and you know, she wasn't going to go till this was done. And then suddenly she said, all right, well, I'm ready. And she was still fooling with her clothes and buttoning her buttons and all that. And she was ready to go. But but I had a real good time. Wow. 
now, did you spend any time with uh, Van Heflin while you were up on location and things? You were saying that I had a great time with Van Heflin. Van Heflin was, um, you know, because we were at the airport, our our dressing rooms were people's offices, empty offices. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Van and I had one. We shared a dressing room, mm-hmm. and we would always talk because we'd be in there changing, getting ready for for stuff, and we would be in there. And he said, uh, he said, just listen, John, you're a young guy, you're new at this. He said, let me tell you something. Uh, and I learned this from Jimmy Cagney. Mm, wow. Make sure that you get all the monies due you. Get your per diem. Make sure you get it. Make sure it's correct. Check your receipts when you get them and make sure they paid you overtime. Uh, he said, uh, Jimmy Cagney learned that lesson hard. He passed it on to me and I'm passing it on to you. Wow. wow. So that was a fun moment. Yeah. You know, you know, this could be the dullest interview you no, guys no, have no, ever done. No, 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 we love these stories. We, we, we've watched every, you know, we watched every minute of this movie uh, for a half an hour at a time for, for months and months. And this is, we look at different scenes and there's so much, there's so many people, there's so many characters, there's so many things to talk about when, and questions because like you were saying at the, when you went to the Egyptian, there's so few people left from this movie who are still with us. And you're you're one of those people. You're you're one of the people who was there and saw all this stuff going on when they were setting up. Well, that's good to hear. I'm one of the last left. <laughs> well, you're, you're doing. You're so, doing this, good, so, so there's a list, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I moved to the top. Is that what you're saying? Well, this, uh, who's the is Jim? Who's the the other woman that we reached out to? Janice, and, and we... Janice Hansen. She played the def- the the nun that was also the nurse at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, uh, she played Mrs. Felix Unger on the Odd Couple as well. And oh. she she actually she's she's still in Hollywood. She's a uh, she's a manager. She's a manager, talent, talent, talent manager. agent. Yeah, and uh, um, we've been trying to reach out to her, but uh, we don't have any. Uh, if if you happen to know her, if you let let her know we're okay guys, uh, just to be on the show. But it, it, yeah. it, it, no sense of time, but we're okay guys. You know, other than Van Heflin and Pat Priest, do you remember Pat Priest? <sighs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. she right. sits behind Helen and just. And she had just finished the Munsters like the year before too. So yeah, well, Pat Priest and I, when we were coming up, and I was doing Peyton Place, we were set up on a date, hmm. and we went to San Diego on this date. So I kind of knew her from before, and we went down there and partied hardy, if you know what I mean. Okay. So when we got back. I sort of, I sort of knew her, but and and Van Heflin, other and I knew Lou Wagner from before yeah. well, for some show we did together. Uh, we did, did some you know, show you, together. You, you, you must have known Whit Bissell from uh, from Peyton Place. He was on he was on that show too while you were on there, I think. Yeah, before me, I don't know if he was on oh. during the time I was on. But again, you guys know a lot more than I do. I was just there. Mm. That's my only contribution. No. I was just there. It, it, oh, hey, it, you lived it. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. You, you got to see all this stuff. I mean, did you did you talk to Peter Tergeron? He was the fellow that played um, Marcus Rathbone, the fellow that uh, the stale. He's not Sir Stale. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I didn't talk to anybody in that part. We were just excised from them, you know, other than Van Heflin and Pat and I, uh, you know, and and plus I didn't have any scenes on the plane, so I wasn't there for a lot of that. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was at home begging George Seaton to let me work on the side, you know. Sure, yeah. And so uh there'd be quite a while where i didn't work how about george kennedy was he as warm i mean not in, in this movie he did he didn't he wasn't really warm but uh he seems like a, just a warm lovable guy he's a warm lovable guy yeah i mean i'm agreeing um, with you okay yeah uh, he uh he seems like he, he enjoyed the work that that that's what it that's what it seemed it seemed like on when we watch him on on screen and stuff 
<laughs> he was promoted to captain in the in the next film. Yeah. That's right. Oh, was that airport? Yeah, the, who were seventy seven. Yeah, well, seventy five. Yeah, yeah seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you did you get asked to be on any of the the later airport movies, or I guess it was just kind of open open cast on those other ones? I didn't, no, I, I wasn't I don't asked know to be any of those. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. I did do a movie with Charlton Heston once, but uh, George, I did do a movie after that because of George Seaton. Oh, and George Seaton was on the board of the American Film Institute, and they, the American Film Institute, which made short movies, student films, they decided to make a one-hour movie, their longest by far, and put it on television hmm. on on KCET. I mean PBS. I don't know. So he recommended me for the lead. There was only two leads and he recommended me for the lead of this. And I went in and it was almost like whatever Mr. Seaton wants. So I got another role in this, it plays occasionally on PBS called Berkeley Christmas. And I bet I got you guys on that. Okay. Yeah. Your film guys, but you didn't see that, did you? No, we'll have no. to track that one down. Okay, yeah. I'm writing it down now. I'm going to check it out. I don't know if you can get it anywhere. It's you know, it's a one hour movie on PBS. It's like a TV movie, and I being one hour, I don't think I don't yeah. think you well, can get maybe it. Maybe they have it at AFI. Might have it on their on their archive somewhere. We can we can check check for that. But we'll we will definitely. Well, I'm sure they do. Yeah, we'll look for that. Um, when uh, other question that we had, uh, did Edith Head dress you? Did they did? Did when she when she came down and they were setting up all these different uniforms and stuff, all the costumes were supposed to be by Edith Head. I didn't know if you had any kind of a um, memory about her interaction with her. She designed the uniforms and she was around making sure everything went correctly, but I had nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. She designed the uniforms and they gave it to me. That was all there was. Okay, And that, you, you're uh, uh, most people just had this movie kind of saves a fortune in costume design because everybody has their a costume on. You never, you're, you're always wearing the gray jacket and the, and the pants and things. Well, it takes place in one That's night. True, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Clark Howitt, you worked, you did a couple of scenes with him where he's your, he's your boss. I think he's also Gene Seberg's boss in it. Uh, did you have much interaction with him? Uh, I did. I did. And I used to see Clark a lot after that on auditions. I would see him and he was always so friendly and he'd seek me out and we'd have a talk and he was great to me. And yeah, we would have some fun on that scene. And he liked, he liked that he was giving me hell. He, he thought that was funny. <laughs> you know, he says, he says, you know, giving you hell is so cathartic for me. <laughs> he he says, I always feel so good <laughs> at, at the end of a day I work with you. And he says, I don't know how you feel, but not my problem. I feel great. And it, it's only a movie, so I felt fine. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and I got my paycheck and I went home. So everything huh. everything worked out. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, Ross Hunter, uh, being, being the producer of this, the stories that we keep hearing is that uh, Lou Wasserman didn't get along with Ross Hunter. And he was doing the best he can to, like, shut down the movie. He thought it was over budget and didn't really want it to succeed. And th that there was a split there after that, that Wasserman made sure that uh, Hunt, uh, Russ Hunter never produced anything on the universal lot. It, did, did you hear of any of this stuff while the production was going on? I didn't know if there was any. It, it... I, I knew Lou Wasserman. Yeah. And I knew his daughter and he knew I was in the movie, but that never came up. So okay. that's all news to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's another nice fellow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, what he what he built from you know what what Carl Emley started. It's amazing. I mean, well, Mark just has to look out his window and see what, what you know where it continues on today. Um, yeah, in fact, Jules Stein, who was Wasserman's boss, right? Um, he had a 
he had a muse house. Do you know what a muse house is in London? They have muses, oh, yeah. which are like little dead end streets. Yeah. 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 And he had a great, great house there. And I would go and stay a week or two during the summer at his wow. house. In fact, he, he built a kitchen there with all handmade tiles and he had a whole backsplash of it. And he had too many, too many tiles. So he didn't want them. And he asked me for some reason, he said, do you want them? So how I did it, I don't know, but I hauled them home from, from London? Wow. London and they are now on a patio I built up on my second story here. And they are now on that patio up there. Wow. Stay, uh, on the tables. If you could send me a picture of that, I would appreciate that very much. That is really cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, another uh, Barbara Hale. Did you have any interaction with Barbara Hale at the, at the time when, I mean, I know that she was, she did some location shots too up there with uh, the, the earlier scenes. No, no none. Okay. No, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I'd auditioned a lot with her son, mm. but, but I didn't know wow. her. Uh, did uh, did James MacArthur come by at all while uh, while Helen Hayes was with you up in Minnesota? I didn't know if 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 her son had time to get up there. He did, he did, but the two of them just ran off, and yeah, I never talked to him. I mean, I you know, it's not like I'm Burt Lancaster and I go up and say, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, it wasn't really like that. I, I sort of I, I sort of knew my place, and and I wasn't running around like a dope, which can be irritating. You know, some people are. I guess they're starstruck or something, and they go running up, and and the stars call them tourists. Yeah. Uh, did you have? A, I'm, I know that uh, Lloyd Nolan would be in the same air, like he was in similar scenes with you. So I, I didn't know if I mean you didn't have you didn't share any scenes together, but uh, did, did no. you spend time with Lloyd Nolan? All no, okay. No. I have a question. What What were your thoughts when you saw the the comedy version of Airport, which was Airplane? Did you, I didn't. I don't. I don't have any thoughts. I mean, did you get it instantly and and knew what they were? I because I never. It's funny. I never associated the two until I I rewatched Airport, and I'm like, of course, of course, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I knew what it was, mm -hmm. but that's all. I, but I already knew before I got there. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it was in the newspaper. Yeah. That it was a takeoff on it. So it, I said, oh, a takeoff on it. Whoopee. But I didn't pay much attention to it. I mean, I, I thought it was funny. But, but to me, it was just another funny yeah. movie. Right. Did, right. When, when, you first, when, when you were first booked for this gig, did, did it instantly sink in that this was going to be a big tentpole movie for Universal? I mean, I guess you could see from the budget what was going to happen. But uh, the, the scale of it, the scope of it, was it bigger than stuff that you'd worked on in the past? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no question about that. And I knew that going into it because, you know, Ross Hunter's people had, you know, it was a book. So I already knew the book, what the book yeah. was. Mm -hmm. And a book was a bestseller. So a lot of times when you, if you do a good film after a bestseller, you have a built-in audience. Right. Yeah. And then I'd heard that it's going to be the most expensive movie ever made. And then I said, which I, I'm not sure that's true, but that it was going to be the first disaster movie. And, and, uh, and so there was a lot of publicity before I even started the movie. I probably I probably had the part by then. Wow. But um, now, did, but anyway, it was. Uh, did it open but, doors for you? Would you think in the business? You know, it. it I mean, it's it, it's hard for me to say because pe casting people sit in an office and they they know your work. That's their yeah. job. So I had auditions, but and they might have called me in for that, but. But I don't really know. I mean, I don't. Once in a while, I'd say, "Oh, you know, you're in my favorite movie." A lot of casting people like the Egg Roll movie, and a lot of people oh, yeah. would say, "Oh, I saw you in Egg yeah. Roll or something." But I don't remember that airport really raised me up, mm. you know. And by the way, I flew back with Helen. We, I mean, I flew there with Helen on the plane. So, 
so I knew her pretty well by the time I got there. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been interested that, uh, Universal doesn't see, I mean, they, they appreciate the movie and they re-release it every once in a while, but I'm always surprised that of all the movies that, that come out, you know, old, old classics and stuff, there's never any kind of, uh, special features or anything featuring, uh, talking to cast members or talking to production people. Have you ever been approached to do things like DVD, uh, materials or, or anything? Cause this seems like a natural movie to want to like have a, you know, have people narrating through the background. You think? Yeah, it's uh. No, nobody ever did. My my aunt was an actress, and 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 they asked her to to do the the uh, Osborne thing at the end or something like that. Oh yeah. But no, they've never asked me. Huh. Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a bit of a surprise every time they you know, they just came out with the new. Uh, well, I guess it's going to be the forty fifth re release, forty uh, fifth anniversary of it. But they had re released a, a restored Blu ray version uh, on uh, Universal Home Video, and uh, it, that was three years yeah, ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and at the at the time, it was you know this was a big deal. They had gone back in and restored it all, and they didn't bother with doing any uh, any special features, which was bonus material. Yeah, bonus materials would have been a yeah. well. A lot yeah, of those well, budgets have shrunk. Yeah. Well, now that you mention it. Uh, I am a little surprised at that because I, uh, that's my favorite part of the movie, being in the business. That's my favorite part of the movie. But uh, uh, no, in fact, I have the, the Blu-ray here and I haven't even taken the wrapper off. So, How, how, um, how often do you watch this movie? I mean, do you, do you, sit, do you sit through it occasionally? Or? You know, it, 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 you know the Aero Theater in Santa Monica? Yeah. Okay. Well, sort of on the west side where I live. Uh, I believe, I believe it was on, I'm not sure, but I believe it was on recently down there uh do i ever watch it on my own yeah uh, no <laughs> it comes on it comes on television an awful lot because i get residuals from that mm. a lot and they're, and they're good ones because i I made a certain amount of money but um and, and then i get emails and people call me and they say i saw you mm. and and a lot of times they'll come on in mid-afternoon and when somebody saw it and they send you an email, you know that they're just layabouts that are watching TV all day. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but to sit down, to sit down and, and watch it for me at home here, um, no, I, I, I've never done that. I, I probably, when I met my wife and I got married, she didn't know much about this stuff. And I showed it all to her and, and you know, we're dating, so she enjoyed it. Once mm -hmm. you get married, they don't enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> what, uh, she enjoyed that's it. That's great. And so, what did, what did your daughter? That was twenty-eight. Did... Well, yeah, my you're... daughter is um, my daughter is a big lover of show business and celebrities, and she goes to film school mm -hmm. and communications, and so she she's always enjoyed the movies things and. She likes mine to a degree, you know. I mean, she takes it one piece at a time. If I were to sit down and say, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of time on film. So if I say, hey, let's have a, a daddy day and watch these movies, it's like, well, uh, I, um, you know, I, I don't think she wants to. I, I think she's already seen them because yeah, right. I, show, I showed them to her along the way. So she's, uh, so I'm not sure. I, you know, I think she likes to talk about it at her schools. And in fact, where she goes to school in college, they, um, in her dorm there, she had what they call an RA, who I guess is the boss. And they right. had her name. They said, your name is Finlater. And she said, yes. She says, well, I'm in a motion picture fraternal organization. And 
a Finn later started it. He's our hero. We have a huge picture of him there. He's in, a, in the starting book. And she says, is that a relative of yours? And he started at SC in 1937. She says, well, it's my grandfather. So that is big for her too, that my grandfather started this, or my father started this in 1937. And wow. they just idolized her, you know, and, her, and like I say, his picture's blowing up on the wall and that sort of thing. So I know she has that, and I know that she talks about it sometimes at school. But I, and I will say that um, that when she was in high school, I read they had a school newspaper, and I read an article that said one of my movies was the principal's very favorite movie of all time, and she watches it and watches it and loves it. So when I ran into her, I told her who I was. She said, "Oh, I know, I know. Would you come and talk? I want to show it. We look at it once a week." It was kind of odd. But I said, would you come and talk? I said, well, that depends. She said, well, what? I'll do it. My daughter get all A's. <laughs> and, she, and she said anything. Wow. So certain things come up along the way. Uh, certain people like things. But I don't think anybody says, I want to go home with you and watch your dad on TV at an airport. <laughs> wow. It is, uh, would you say that airport is what you were most, like if you're walking through a Ralph's grocery store or something like that, or people... Would people recognize you mostly for airport, or would they come back with egg roll or, or Peyton Place? How, where, where Peyton, you, Peyton Place. Peyton Place. That... Yeah, it's, it's, it's always Peyton Place. I don't think it's ever airport. Uh, it's with Six, with Six You Get Egg Roll seems to be a favorite movie of a lot of people. A lot of people. And when my daughter was going to school and I was thrown in with parents, a lot of them said it was their favorite or their mother's favorite or something to that effect. Uh, they liked that a lot. When I was doing Paid Place, I was a hateful character. You probably haven't seen it because it's not. Yeah. On. Well, you were you were but, you were you were in the band, right? And you were stealing the girl away and and being just uh, right. You know. And plus, I uh, plus I was vying for her with a black fellow, yeah. Glenn Turman, and and it was during that period, you know, the civil rights movement and all that. So one lady in a in a in a market in a, a food market said something to me, and then she spit on me. Wow. What? what? Yeah, but people oh. and and about fifty percent of the people that recognized me from Peyton Place, um, there was a comma after it, and they said, "You know, but I never watch TV." So I always remember that, and I always thought this yeah. this is these fans are the oddest people in the world. Yeah, uh. yeah very peculiar. Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't mean to disturb you when we were when Mark was going on this uh, on this uh, almost stalking stalking uh investigation to find to find you but we do really appreciate you being on our show yeah it's, absolutely it's well, and the, uh, the same thing happened with with egg roll really? I, I just oh. i just made a dvd of that for doris day's birthday oh wow and they sold it for charity for her pets charity oh that's sweet wow and then and then they introduced me and they made a little and then they had a, they came and shot a little interview with me and, uh -huh. and they showed it at the show charity show so so and and that was only in the last year so i i guess people are beginning to to appreciate work not particularly mine but appreciate well, the movies. You know, there, there, maybe uh, uh tcm will have a cinema thin later uh week or something hopefully uh but yeah, we, what are we, the odds well, when i when i was younger again in the arrow theater they played with six you get on a double feature after they were all over. They had a double feature of airport and with six you get egg roll. <laughs> oh man. Did they call it John Findlater night? Uh, no, I, I, nor did I get a discount on my ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm on the poster. Uh, it, this, this movie is just, I don't know how many people approach you about airport, but it's just, 
it really it, it's a it, it's such a an amazing beginning of a bunch of disaster movies to come in the 70s and you guys all set the tone i don't know i mean you knew that you were in a uh you were in a movie based on a best-selling novel but did you think that it would have this kind of legs that people would still be talking about it 30 40 50 years in the future did it did it feel like a classic when you were when you were there it never crossed my mind but i wasn't thinking in that way i was just a job to me right sure Sure. Well, this has been phenomenal. Yeah, this is really phenomenal this, talking to this you. This has been amazing. All right, and then you'll you'll send me these two shows. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, we've we'll we'll have it online, and uh, and we'll also have it uh <laughs> have it with you on uh, on disc if you want. That that's well. well. Well, disc would be great if you could send them both on a disc. I would love it. Perfect. Yeah. No, we'll do that. We'll do that fine. And you should be getting a box of Swago from oh, Technicolor. Yeah, by the way. Thank you guys so much. First of all, this is a great headphone. I was fooling around with it with my daughter at college. Oh, no, saying, no, glad it works. Oh, very, it, very it works great. And my daughter was saying that when it comes, at, you know, we usually FaceTime, but we've Skyped before. And when we Skype, she says, oh, the sound is fantastic on this. Oh, perfect. <laughs> John, thanks for being on the show. Uh, everybody listening in, thank you for listening. And uh, you can join us on social media at uh, Twitter, Airport Minute. You can join us at Facebook, Airport Minute, or Airport Minute Commanders Club. And, of course, the big site, airportminute.com. We'll be back tomorrow as we're finishing up this uh, the last week of airports. So join us here tomorrow on the Airport Minute. Until then, uh, good day. And once again, thanks to our very special guest, Mr. John Fendlater from the film. And we'll see you again. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank <laughs> you.